0: You're listening to The Superman Super Show, episode 57, Superman's Cleanup Campaign. A lot of alliteration there. Hello and welcome to The Superman Super Show. I'm a host. My name is Ed. And a thousand miles over there to my left, which is this direction for me, is another host, Mr. Stephen Orr. Hello. So. I had some downtime today. Okay. At work, I do I, – I work on a computer, but I'm not an, an IT kind of person, but my job just entails a lot of this kind of stuff. Yeah. And um, there is an element periodically that is computer processing that is downtime for me while it does that, and it can be 15, 20 minutes. It can be a couple hours to do what it needs to do. It just varies. Yeah. So, Today was one of the more extended times, so I went out on the internet and I went down a rabbit hole as I am I am wont to do at times. Um, yeah, today's rabbit hole was podcasts. Um, oh. I listened to comic book podcasts almost exclusively, probably yeah. eighty five 90 percent of my time listening to podcasts is comic book. yeah um, but this was different. This was back in the day comic book podcasts that I was looking up, okay. I started with Rocky Mountain Comic Book Noise. Do you remember that one? It sounds familiar. That was a very early iteration of Mr. Mike Myers and his podcast work. Um, He had Geek Brunch out at the same time. He started Geek Brunch a handful of months before, but then brought out this Rocky Mountain Comic Book Noise, which was a play on Derek Coward's Comic Book Noise. Just based in the Rocky Mountains, because that's where Mike lives then and now. So that led me to looking up a podcast called Teenage Wasteland. Good evening, Pearson. First time catching you live. Been a fan and watching them on YouTube replay. Cheers. This cold one's for you. Well, thank you very much for joining us live. And uh, thank you for uh, uh, this this wanting us uh, uh, for us. Yeah, I used to work for a company called Pearson. Oh, cool. So, Teenage Wasteland, the host was a gentleman named Alec Barry. Okay. Two things that caught me back in the day uh onto interest in the in the show was that one, he was significantly older than uh, younger than I was. He was okay. 17, 18 years old. Wow. But the cool thing was that at the time he was attending West Virginia's flagship university. Which I just thought was too much coincidence to be to to just let go by. There, there's not. I don't run into very many podcasts from West Virginia that are yeah. in my particular area of interest, and so yep. when I find them, I I will even if I don't listen to them, I will mark them so that I know that they're out there, and I'll check in periodically. But that's that's what interested me in in Alex. Um, and it's A L E C Alec. Alec. Uh, His show, Mm. plus the fact that it came out through the comic book noise network, which is Mr. Derek Coward. Mm. So, um, but I I just looking up information, I don't have to look up information on Mike. He's still podcasting. I know what he's up to and, you know, where he is and everything. Um, Alec Berry, um, I had just lost track of over the years and, and spent a little time trying to track down the person just to see what he was up to. Um. And spent some time looking up older episodes of both of these shows and just listening to them just to see, see if I could remember, see how it felt. So it was just a a multi-minute nostalgia trip as far as uh, podcast listening was for me today.
1: That's kind of cool. Nice. Cool. Cool. I'm, uh, I think, uh, I don't know if I we talked about yet that I finally got caught up with uh, Infamous America and Legends of the Old West, two podcasts by the same guy. Um that I had been binging. And now that I'm caught up, you know, he puts out a new episode, like episode two of the new season. And I listen to it and I'm like, I want to listen to episode three now. Cause I'm so used to binging him, yep. but I found another one that I've, I've been, I've been binging, uh, called American scandal. That That's which, the one you
0: tweeted about, right? Recently? Yeah. Just
1: recently I tweeted about it yep. today
0: or maybe yesterday. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, <laughs> I don't know that I will, listen to all of it because they it's up to like season 50. Um, yeah. And there's at least four to five episodes per season. I'm in season four right now. Basically what I'm doing is I'll listen to a season. I'll see what the next season's about. And if it's something that I think is going to interest me, then I'm going to listen to it. And so far everyone has, has, uh, interested me. The, the one I just finished was about the Exxon Valdez oil spill. Okay. So each each season
0: is based around a topic?
1: Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. A scandal. Right. So, well, yeah. Yeah. Hey. Okay. Nice hat.
0: Oh, yeah. Thanks, man.
1: How, how about this? Let's see.
0: How about that? <laughs> we're
1: yeah. like those guys that go to the concert wearing the t-shirt of the band that we're there to see. Well, yeah. I mean, that's Don't why- Don't be that you, guy. That's why you bought it, is to be seen in it, and where better to be seen in it That at their venue. That uh, You know. There was yeah. There was a movie. I want to say it was in the 90s called uh i don't know if it was just called pc i don't remember exactly what it was called but it was it was around the oh man there's five people watching us right now cool
0: you're you're switching from youtube to to stream to uh it must have worked so must have you'll have to remember that and jump through all those
1: hoops every time no don't I can't do remember that. what the movie was called but it had a it was it was a it was set in college it was a like a fraternity uh, who was not PC and David Spade played the bad guy in it. But uh, John Favreau played a small part. And I don't remember who the main character was, what, who, who that actor was. But I remember him specifically telling John Favreau at one point, because his character were, was going to go to a local club to see a band. And he goes, oh, yeah, what are you seeing? And he told him the name of the band and he was wearing the T-shirt of the band. He goes, don't be that guy. Don't be the guy that wears the T-shirt of the band that he's going to go see, he'll be that guy. So I've never done that because of that freaking movie. Wow. PCU. I, PCU, yes. Yes. Um, well, who, who, is the, who is the main character? What was the main? Uh, Jeremy Piven. Came? Jeremy Pivens, that's right.
0: I may actually have seen that. Is College it, what, and Jeremy Piven sounds familiar. Now, I don't know if I remember. I think I remember David Spade. I don't know if I remember John Favreau being in it. Yeah, he. It,
1: it was but, he had a a really small part. Okay, um, but I know I, I he was. I think I've seen this. Yeah, yeah. What year was it? Ninety six. No, ninety four. Oh, PCU ninety four. Ninety
0: four.
1: A local band out of Lawrence, Kansas. That one of the two bands I think from from Lawrence that ever got signed at the time that I was back because I would have been playing in a band at that point mm-hmm. in ninety four. Uh, they are, They were called Stick and they had a song on the soundtrack.
0: Oh, well, there we go. Small World kind of
1: stuff. Yeah. They also had a song on the uh, Airheads soundtrack. Okay. Well, cool. Yeah. Uh, I think maybe appealing to similar demographics, those two movies. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so. I just watched Airheads recently. It was just as fun recently. Oh, okay. Oh, there's Manny. There's one. He, he just does not. I had a... a uh, a, a team meeting today, conference call thing, tele-meeting today that, that I was leading. And I spent like every three minutes moving him out of the way. It's like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what his deal was. Well, that's yeah. all right. That's one of the cool things about working from home. I had uh, my weigh-in today. Um, I, I'm i officially 36 pounds lost so far. All right. In how long? Little, I think it was... February of 2021 when I started. So a little oh, over a okay. year. Okay. Um, but for most of this year, I had at one point, because I, I, I dropped down to maybe 32 pounds was, was the most I had hit at one point. And then I just, every time I'd go in, I was either even or right. I had gained a couple of pounds and it was driving me up the frickin' wall. And I, then last month I go in and, it's, and I had dropped seven pounds but right. I still wasn't at that point yet where I was before I started going back up, but just, I, just hit, I hit I that today. Those I'm now, days. Yeah. I'm now below yeah. it. So.
0: It can be anything water. Uh, if, yeah. if, if you'd uh, weighed in two days later, you'd have been five pounds less. I mean, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. just so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I am familiar with Terry Moore and she is very familiar with that weight loss, Up. Uh, down roller coastery thing as well so it's yeah
1: well and that's you know the 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 doctor that i'm seeing you know that's something that i mean anybody will tell you that Uh, you know it's 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 ups and downs and it's but i can understand how people get frustrated when you start out going down 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 and then you just spend some time going back up and eating and just like Cause there were moments over the last three or four months, and I was like, you know what, this isn't worth it. I want to eat some cake. <laughs> that's right. You know, I want to. I want to eat right. what I want to eat. And if I'm yep. not losing weight, then I might as well have fun going I, out. I, you know, I tried it, and the shit ain't working. So yeah. yeah, but seemed to be back on track. So, but yeah, that's that's, cool. that's
0: why I ask how long because n- numbers are cool, but it's it's like the I lost it and kept it off. Yeah, is yep. you know, so regardless of of what you're doing. You have kept off twenty-five to thirty pounds consistently, and so nope. that—that's the true weight loss. That you know, anything nope. else is going to vary depending right. on yeah. in the morning, in the evening, in the.
1: It's like wow, I yeah. just and my my uh, what do they call it? The A one C, the my mm-hmm. blood sugar level, blood sugar. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've I've cut it in half since. Oh, okay, uh, that's very. Good. So I'm I'm I I dropped down to a. It's still considered high, but it's below a certain. Like diabetes level, basically. Uh,
0: Finally. Uh-oh. I lost you, dog. I don't know if you can hear me.
1: Okay. Sorry, somebody was trying to call. Oh, cool. Never had that happen before. Okay.
0: All right. We ready to go?
1: Yeah, these are some fun stories we're going to talk about tonight for the next three episodes. I'm looking forward to it.
0: Yep, I liked I liked a couple of them. One of them was kind of deadly, but we'll get there. Yeah, yeah, we'll get there. All right, folks, today we're looking at Superman's cleanup campaign, which is the third story to appear in Superman number 7. It was written for us by Jerry Siegel and arted for us by Wayne Boring. It's cover dated November, December 1940, with an on sale date, according to Mike's amazing world of comics, of September 10, 1940. So we're just about to round out the year 1940 here with our Superman coverage.
1: Do you think uh, do you think that Wayne Boring had a tough time in school? Yes. With a name like that? Yeah. Boring, yes. Probably. Yeah.
0: Especially among his uh, male peers. Uh, maybe the females weren't oh, yeah. so um, hard on him just because of his name, although they they could have been as
1: well. But I, I definitely know. Some of them females may have told him Wayne not boring. <laughs> could be. Yeah. You know,
0: maybe a little later in life. Yeah. It's uh, you know. Yeah, yeah. St- stages of uh of male and female interaction, you know, as as we go through all that. All right, folks. Here is what happened in this issue. After a murderer is set free due to crooked prosecuting attorney Ralph Dale, Clark Kent recommends that the Daily Planet support Burt Ryan, an honest attorney for office to stop the corruption. Gang boss Nat Burley pressures Runyon to drop out of the race using several illegal methods and assistance from crooked police officers. Superman helps Runyon avoid the tactics of his competitor, but when election day comes, a gang member stuffs the ballot box fixing the election. The Man of Steel exposes the crime, causes Dale and Burley to be arrested. Ryan is elected after a recount. So, um another mob kind of story. Um two I think two of the three of them tonight are mob related stories. Yeah. Um so we we are kind of coming back to that almost full time as opposed to any kind of extraterrestrial dimensional super whatever kind of villain. So that's um to be expected I guess kind of a little m- let downy i i won't necessarily say disappointing i think maybe that's a little too harsh but kind of I, i'm i'm ready for superman to fight people worthy of superman fighting them right yeah you know this is uh the 56th roughly uh, definitely over 50 uh stories that we've covered and yeah i'm i'm ready for some uh some some non uh normal
1: people bad guys for superman to fight so yeah no doubt but luther's gonna he he's got to be coming back fairly soon yeah and he's not been back for
0: like a measurable amount of stories now so yeah
1: right um
0: the very very first thing that struck me about this story is the sport jacket that that very first hood is wearing with the pistol it it (laughs) Oh, yeah. <laughs> I I just want to feel it to see if it is as textured as it looks. I mean, it to me it's like popping off the page between the color and the uh the, the line work in it. It just looks so different from what anybody else is wearing and uh, now we're we're talking about
1: the guy that does the actual shooting.
0: Yes. Yes. And and then later on in the story, he's the dude that's talking to the cop uh lower on the page. Uh, it's the lawyer, and then he's talking to the woman on the stand. Um, it's it's not, I don't think it's the same dude, but they're certainly wearing the same jacket. They yeah. they went to the same tailor. Looks like it's made out of steel wool. Something. I, it just has so much texture. Now, I will say that the police officer that he's talking to on the stand has a whole lot of texture on his jacket, too. Yeah. But it, it doesn't come up really again. This jacket comes up again later on in the story um, actually several times so it, I I don't know what is different about maybe it's the color because that is kind of a unique color from what we've seen before
1: yeah
0: uh, it's a a, a a brownish made darker by the amount of line work that, that, that the yeah. color is over and it it just it's a lightly saturated brown but not light unto like a tan or a leather color it's it's definitely to my eye anyways a brown um and if you if you look away or if i look away and look back at it it almost changes to like a i don't know it has uh, to me it almost has like a a purplish hue to it a little bit yeah i can see that uh, you know depending on just how your eye is is picking up the colors but um yeah so um i noticed that right off the bat that was cool
1: looking at that page, uh, with, with, when we first see the guy shooting the other dude, the last panel on the page, what is fricking Lois wearing on her head?
0: Uh, you would have to ask Don Aykroyd or Dan Aykroyd, because I believe she got it from the movie that he and, uh, what's her face. were in based off the characters from Saturday night live.
1: Yeah. It, Uh, it almost looks like green arrows hat. Like she's cosplaying uh, (laughs) green arrow. Right. Yeah. What, um, (laughs) Yeah, I can't think of what that
0: style hat is called, but yeah, it's some kind of yeah, medieval archer's kind of hat you always see. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I have one from my first trip to a a Renaissance fair. It's in the bedroom on my on my counter.
1: The first thing that I noticed about this story is that, and I think we talked about it over the last few stories. the The level of art is is really just kicking up a notch. Mm-hmm. I mean. Wayne Boring is he's really knocking it out of the park here. There's it's you know, there's a lot, there's a number of panels that you can look at and go, all right, well, that's very golden age. But at the same time, there's uh some of these characters just have he's he's got great expressions on their faces. Mm -hmm. Um freaking Paul Runyon, that was that name, Paul Bert. Bert Runyon. Bert, yeah. His suit, his pinstripe suit. I mean, can you imagine? (laughs) Drawing <laughs> those freaking lines in yeah, there. That would- and then you and then the uh the big um the bad guy, the big bald kingpin looking dude. I mean they all just they all just look great. Burke, I think. Yeah,
0: it it definitely is uh a a couple steps up from the newspaper art that we saw at the very beginning.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
0: Definitely spending definitely having the time, I would imagine, to spend more time on it. Rather than, yeah. you know, that's kind of what we supposed about the newspaper drawing is that they had to pop those out so quickly that it was yep. just maybe, I think, just a level or two above sketch, uh, you know, just to be able to get it down and get it out and, and in time and everything like that.
1: Yeah, we also have a uh, another Superman flying, not flying moment mm-hmm. that he's obviously flying, but he's no, not no, he's, he he can't fly. So he's, he's not but- flying. It's the one where he literally swoops down and picks up the car. Yes, the the motion lines are curved. He's he has flown down he's, and arched before he hit the ground. he, yes. he didn't bounce off the no, ground. No, he didn't and pick jump. up the car. He's definitely flying there because the uh, what did he do? Yeah, he he just he flew
0: down and grabbed the. Well, I don't know. Well, see, okay, he, he was on
1: top of a building. Watching right, and then he jumped down as they got in the car, and then picked the car up right. and jumped back up in the air.
0: But he would have to touch the ground if he's going to pick the car up. But yeah, yeah the way it's drawn, right? the lines you would suppose just, are him.
1: Yeah, and it yeah he f- flew under the car and picked it up right. as he was
0: flying. Yeah, yeah. It 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 doesn't touch the ground. It doesn't stop at the ground or anything like that. Yep. Yeah, more more and more. Uh, he's just being drawn to where. He's flying. I mean, there's just...
1: Yeah, they just they just know. don't care, I think. They're just like, I know he's not supposed to fly, but it's just easier to do this.
0: Well, how yeah. about, um? what is it? It's on the next page, the middle row, where he's grabbed the dudes and he is moving parallel to the train. <laughs> yeah. He's not on the ground. Mm-hmm. He's in the air. He couldn't have jumped. I mean, you know, he's got to be flying at that point.
1: Yeah, yeah. But... What's even more funny is because he's he's basically he's torturing these two guys because he's he snatched them up and he's like, hey, look, there's a train. Let's race it. Yeah. And then he's running alongside the train, holding both guys by the collars of their jackets. And yet, despite how fast they're moving, these guys, while they're kind of freaked out, they don't seem to be that freaked out because they're actually. Have, they have running commentary. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, they're. they're he, a, he wasn't fooling. He is racing it. <laughs> they're, they're having a conversation, you know. Yeah, so they're yeah. they're not that messed yeah. up by it,
1: right? <laughs> that kind of stuff cracks me up.
0: But yeah, and and to that end, he's racing the train because he gets around in front of it and then stands there with the dudes while the train is barreling down <laughs> on yep. him.
1: Yep. We'll all yeah. be killed. Can we beat it to the crossing. Yee! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the guy screaming. <laughs> screaming. Yeah. And then I guess he just leaves them on top of the train. On top of
0: the train, yeah. Which I guess yeah. because of how fast the train is going, they can't get down. So they'll be there until it's the next stop, wherever yep. that is. But those are those are a couple henchmen um that yeah. the big boss hired to get rid of um get rid of Runyon? Yeah. The the yeah. uh good candidate, the, the fair candidate. And he's gonna use a bomb the bad guy here that definitely looks like a hand grenade to me. It doesn't look yeah,
1: right to me. But yeah. It's definitely a hand grenade, but he made it, but he yeah, I was going to say
0: he made So he, he can manufacture hand grenades. That's, that's pretty handy yeah. in 1940. I mean, you know, he, he could be employed elsewhere and probably make a fine living doing that. So he's, he's stopped the first assassination attempt here by grabbing the, the two thugs that were supposed to do it. Uh, Superman then goes and, uh, Talks to the crime boss and tells him that his two uh, stooges there have been waylaid and they're not going to be able to do what what Superman knows they were hired to do because he was listening in the whole time with this super hearing. So he knows exactly what the plan was. After talking to the crime boss, he then stakes out the place and watches as several of the other members of this evil circle come in. The uh, dirty prosecuting attorney, and he comes with a dirty cop that Superman had no idea about, but in order to do what the prosecuting attorney has done, he had to have somebody in law enforcement on his side. And so now Superman sees... (laughs) You you are fighting a losing battle. Um, Now Superman sees who the the policeman is that's been working with the prosecuting attorney as well. So now it's the crime boss and the prosecuting attorney, who he has bought off, and the police officer, who one or both of the other guys have bought off, all together now in the same room having a conversation about what to do. So now Superman knows pretty much from top to bottom in in the in the ring crime ring who's involved, and he's able to listen in on their next plan to try to put down the uh, good candidate. In running for the prosecuting attorney's job, which is being held by the the dirty prosecuting attorney.
1: Yeah, they're trying to they're trying to frame him uh, by running somebody over in his car and then blaming it on him.
0: Yeah, ha- having him uh, up on uh, drunk driving charges and, and yeah. having killed somebody. So that's where the police officer comes in hand, of course, comes in handy because the. Crime boss and the prosecuting attorney by themselves couldn't pull something like that off. He has to be arrested. There you know evidence and all this kind of stuff, so that's where the the dirty cop comes in handy um while Superman is listening he he has jumped into a window in an office slash apartment next door to where this meeting is being held by all the ne'er-do-well. Well the owner or the occupant of that. Property comes in and sees Superman listening, and pulls a cane sword on him. <laughs> he's got a a sword in his <laughs> cane, and it's
1: yeah.
0: That that's how he's going to fend off this interloper that is in in his office or apartment, whatever it is. And I thought that was funny. I I didn't really. I I always have seen those things since I was little, but I, I always thought they were kind of gags. I, I didn't know they were necessarily serious, yeah. but. Apparently they were serious enough that in 1940 somebody put it in a Superman comic. So, yeah, I always thought kind of like you know growing up the uh, switchblade comb. I always thought was kind of cool. You know that that cane sword thing. I always thought was kind of cool. If I if I ever need a cane, I'm gonna have one with it. You know. So
1: every year when the carnival would come to town, I'd go and get one of them switchblade combs.
0: uh, Yep, yep. They they were they were cool Uh, when you were a kid. (laughs) They were now as an adult, I'm like really but you know yeah i had my share of multiple <laughs> um so, <laughs> so the the dude whose property superman broke into and superman tumble out a window because the dude tries to tackle him right in front of a window and they fall out of <laughs> right? So that was so weird superman has to save him uh from being smushed on a bus and then we see and this is a what is this it's about a well there's Three-quarter, so it's over a page, a little over a page of all of this interaction between Superman being next door yeah. and the dude whose place he's, he's borrowing. Uh, they tumble out the window, Superman saves him, and then jumps back up and puts him at his desk unconscious because <laughs> all the falling and rescuing and jumping is too much for the dude, and he passes out. So Superman just leaves him there at his desk
1: i tell you what, it's, you know, it's funny when you're, when you're reading a story like this about a guy who's from an alien, you know, an alien who has superpowers. And then there are certain things that happen that you're just like, no, that I can buy everything else, but this, this would never happen. And it's him, the two of them falling out that window. I mean, Superman must have been standing very precariously because I just, (laughs) <laughs> a, a normal human being is not going to knock Superman off of his feet, first of all. No. Much less have them both tumble out a window. And you
0: you don't really see them struggling in that way right before it happens. Basically, the dude tries to skewer Superman and standing there, he grabs the sword and breaks it. And that's it. I mean, that's all we see. Yeah. The dude is like, you know, oh, you broke my sword. And, and then And then the next panel is both of them tumbling out the window.
1: Yeah. Now, the text says... Superman's attacker leaps at him and in the struggle both topple out the window. So between those panels, they're wrestling around and uh, then they just fall out the yeah, window. Yeah, I don't know. That's that I mean, that's the moment in the book where I went, no, that's <laughs> I don't I don't care that he's not as right he's not who he is now. He's still freaking Superman back then. And a regular dude is not gonna wrestle him out the window.
0: Yep. You're you're asking me to suspend disbelief, and I can do that but not here.
1: (laughs) Up up to a certain point. Yeah,
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's like um, Terry and I often talk about how people will um, comment about another person's uh, creativity in a movie, TV show, comic book. And we always say, oh, you're pretending wrong. And so that's what is happening there. They're pretending that the dude could take Superman off his feet. And it's like, no, you're pretending Mm -hmm. wrong. That that just wouldn't happen. What's up, Doug? Doug's in the house. Hi, Doug. Doug, uh, let me introduce you to Pearson, who is a, a longtime listener, first time caller, uh, first time poster, yeah. and uh, and Terry's in the house as well. So there you go. Uh, Pearson, Terry, Doug, Doug, Terry, Pearson, Terry, Pearson, Doug. There intros. Uh, and this is uh, Stephen in the blue hat, and uh, me in the black hat.
1: That means you're the bad guy.
0: Yes, I'm. I'm. I'm the black hat. Yes. But you're not the good guy because you're not wearing a white hat. So
1: I'm kind of I lean more evil.
0: Oh, okay. You're just dude. It's yeah. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> lean more. Uh, yeah.
1: It's, it, well, it, you know, Dragonlance. You had the the white robe wizards what, are good. Right. I, the black robe wizards are bad, and then the red robes were I was neutral.
0: I, I went to a very similar spot in thinking of uh, good, evil, neutral, chaotic good chaotic neutral chaotic yeah uh, that's that's where my mind went so a very similar place you just went with colors yeah i went with the uh D description of the behaviors
1: so so we're getting close to my favorite moment okay. in this story okay um when lois and clark go to vote and there's a couple of thugs you know stopping people from voting for the wrong person waiting
0: for them yeah they're yeah
1: yeah they're like uh who are you gonna vote for and Clark gives him attitude. Yeah. Runyon, if it's any business of yours. And then they take the guy to tries to smack him. Give him a fresh one. <laughs> open, open hand. He, yeah. Clark ducks and fakes like he fell over, but then he knocks both the guys' <laughs> heads together at the same time. But the 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 best part about that though, because Lois is super supportive in this in this story. Mm-hmm. There, every everything she has to say in regard to Clark. Or about Clark in this story is all super supportive. Even in this scene, she's not like, oh, you coward, you know, like she normally does. The first thing she says is, hit him, Clark, hit him. And uh, then when he accidentally knocks their heads together, she's like, nice going, Clark. So it it was, It's I really enjoy this supportive Lois Lane, but it's very weird compared to right. how she has been.
0: Because here, in just another story or two, I think she reverts back to type as far as giving him grief, although I will say, yeah, all three of these stories, not as much grief as she has given him in stories no. in the past, so she, yeah not at all i I wonder if there's a uh some kind of mandate or
1: uh, Who's ter- Steven? Stephen yeah Terry, I'm assuming that's what she's talking about. Terry's pointing out in the chat that I have didn't officially. Introduce the cat that's been all over okay. the, the because camera. everyone else got that's, introduced. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's Manny, it, but he's gone now. Okay. That's the one that's been jumping up, Manny? Yeah. Okay.
0: So there there you go, Terry. It, it was Manny.
1: I don't know if you it's and it and it's actually the initials M E, which stand for Man Eater, which is the name that my daughter gave him because he is a big frady cat, so she gave him the ironic name ironic. of Man Eater. Yes. Okay. We just call him Manny.
0: Okay. (laughs) Manny short for man eater. Mm, Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. Yeah. So that that voting scene is is near the end of the story. They're there to vote. And then we find out, well, it didn't go the way it was supposed to. The the bad prosecuting attorney won because of the one precinct. The uh, 43rd ward and the person who was counting the ballots there was bought off by the big bad. And Kent goes to investigate or excuse me. Superman goes to investigate and uh, grabs him by his heels and swings him around until he confesses <laughs> as to what he yeah. did. Which is, you know, that's that's as good a method of torture as as any that I've heard. It's it's non invasive. Yeah, that would freak it's, me out. Yeah, and and there's not going to be any uh, uh, lingering damage and and probably no signs that Superman did that to him. It didn't leave any marks on him or anything like that. So you know, effective torture. You can't tell. That's that's effective. Uh so then he go let's see he he takes the dude um and dude I think has a name Morgan Morgan is the dude's name that he bought off so Superman grabs up Morgan after getting him to confess and takes him to the I presume radio station probably where, Yeah
1: that's what I'm thinking where
0: he's a where the prosecuting attorney is about to give his uh his acceptance speech and you know his thank yous and all that with the big boss here who now I know what it is. He reminds me of the Kingpin. Yeah. That's, I kept something about him. I'm like, who is that? Yeah, he reminds me of Kingpin, who's a character in Marvel yep. Comics that uh, Spider Man uh, and then the Daredevil uh,
1: run up against. Yeah, that certainly did not exist at this time. No. Would not exist for another 20 years. Neither did Peter Peeker, uh who is
0: a I know, right? news well, correspondent later we'll get on. To that, yeah. I was like, what? Okay, so I'm sorry. We'll get to that. Spoilers, but, guys. Well, yeah, yeah, we'll we'll get to that one. Um, so Superman has Morgan here, and Morgan confesses over the air, and then the prosecuting attorney uh, throws the big bad guy under the bus, and the big bad guy, so they all <laughs> end up getting arrested on the air. And then the good prosecuting attorney and Clark Kent uh, have the final scene here where they're like. Oh, well, you know, it's a good thing for Superman. And Clark's like, well, it's not just Superman. It's, you know, so they're that typical good guy yeah. kind of ending to it. So,
1: yeah, yeah. Where if it was a, you know, a TV show from the 70s, the last line would be one of them cracking a joke and then they'd both go, ha, 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 and then it would freeze. freeze with them. And the, uh, yeah. The the, the credits would, would roll by. Yep. There you go. Just like how they used to end. Do you remember the police squad? Mm-hmm. They made the naked gun movies out of it. Almost, I think every one of those episodes ended that way, except for they they didn't freeze the shot. The guys would freeze themselves and then like somebody would walk on, you know, walk on set. And, and yeah. oh, they're and then they'd have to freeze, you know, or. yep, Yeah. Or there I think there was one with a monkey in the room with them and it was throwing bananas and stuff. Yep. A
0: lot of uh, a lot of the action he shows from the 70s and 80s would end with some kind of moving scene at the end that froze a car or somebody walking away or yeah, that was the, that was the standard. Yeah. Yeah. The car jumping for the millionth time that episode. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So
1: uh, I have to, I, I got to say this real quick. Okay. uh, Cause it popped into my head and that's the way my brain works. Hey, Billy D. Billy D. What's up? When I, you know, when we were younger and the Dukes of Hazzard was on TV, I was over at my, We had like a family friend that our family would go hang out with them or their family would come, you know, just the parents, the kids, everything. We went on vacation together one year, but we were all over at their house one evening and me and and all the other kids were sitting around watching the Dukes of Hazzard. And my dad comes walking through the walking through the room. And for some reason, it just pissed him off because he just he sees what we're watching. He's like heading outside and he stops. He turns back around. And he goes, I hope you don't think that you can drive around like that when you start to drive. And then just walks out of the house. And I was like, wow. No. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> no." And, you know, looking back at it, it's like, I wonder what had happened with the adults moments before that. that just
0: yeah. pissed him off. What was some the reason. conversation or that, yeah. that had him in a mood? And he's like, I need to say something
1: now yeah. before it's too late. All right. Anything else I, about this you know, story? Go ahead. It was uh, it was it was OK. It was on the surface. It sounds like it would be kind of boring because it's just Superman going up against, you know, again, the the gangsters who are trying to rig an election. They have the prosecuting attorney in their back pocket and uh, which th- these these gangsters aren't shooting high enough. You're supposed to have a judge in your back pocket. There you the go. Prosecut- yeah prosecuting attorney can only do so much for you the the judge that you want but that's all right but because of little moments like superman swinging the guy around by his ankles Mm -hmm. and uh the guy trying to slap clark and clark because of all that and then of course them throwing the grenade at him as he's leaping through the air with the car that was fun right um moments like that made it fun the story itself was very mediocre
0: right yeah there yeah there were there were these little moments throughout that yeah yeah i agree not i i don't know that 6 months from now i'll particularly remember this story um oh yeah but while i was reading it and and immediately after it's like yeah that that was entertaining enough for the time that i put into yeah. it and yeah it was i i still I, I can't get over the amount of texture that is <laughs> coming up on these coats and, I know in these
1: I know in this particular
0: right? episode. It, it just I, I don't know what is what they did
1: that's different, but it's just kind of wigging me out, man, when I see it. Yeah. Wayne putting in the overtime. I guess, yeah. Yeah, but that's uh, I don't I don't have anything else okay, to nope. say about this one. I don't I don't think I do either. So with all of that being said,
0: guys and gals, or I'll just say folks because it's rather gender neutral, I think. Oops. Thanks for listening. Until next week, I'm Ed. That's Steven, and this was the Superman Super Show. Ciao. Bye.
1: You've been listening to the Superman Super Show. Questions and comments can be directed to the Superman Super Show at gmail.com. You can follow the show on Twitter under the handle at SoupSupershow. that's at S-U-P-S Supershow, and continue the conversation at the Supershow Forum at forums.justanotherfanboy.com. We also encourage you to rate the show wherever available and share this podcast with a friend. All links will be in the show notes. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. Ooh, doggy! Friday night. I like the nightlife. I like the boogie. You ready to? You ready to do this? I'm recording. Yep,
0: I'm ready, and uh, my audacity uh, is recording as well.
1: By the way, you you, you notice that uh, once we do all three stories tonight, we're done with volume two. Yes, it's crazy. All right. We, uh, whenever you're ready.